You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... <sighs> Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Shawnee. And then there were four. We are. Dude. Are you more excited for Championship Weekend or are you more depressed that the football season's on its way to the uh, to the slaughterhouse to be killed? I love the Super Bowl so much that yeah. I'm excited for that more yeah. than anything. I, it's just the I think it's one of the best days of the year. It is a holiday. It's um, it's a spectacle. It's an entertainment spectacle. It's probably the best football game of the year. Um, I say probably because you, you get some of those great regular season matchups or even divisional championship round um, matchups that are so hard to beat. But we're here, man. And and here's what I'll say, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I am very confident in my belief that the four best teams in the NFL are playing this weekend. Four best. I would I would second that. Yeah. I I just feel like in years past you'll get a team, you get the Vikings, right? Jaguars. You'll get the Jags. You'll get um a lot of people view the Bengals this way. They were riding a magic carpet ride last year. Mm-hmm. Um which spoiler alert, they have completely taken a bat to that theory and brought that theory behind the barn and ended it. Um, I'm, I'm just confident thinking these are the four best teams playing this weekend, and I think we're going to get a really, really good slate of games. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to have a bad Super Bowl no. either. There's not a combination of these teams that I feel would make a bad Super Bowl. Yeah. It would be a bad Super Bowl for me, personally, if the Eagles were in it. That would be a bad <laughs> Super Bowl. Um, welcome back, everybody. After further review returns, Connor Forrest, Sean Olette, live here in Ashburn, Virginia, in the beautiful palatial states of Ashburn, uh, Virginia. Shawnee is here from Arlington. Shawnee, as always, got to ask you, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. It's going to be great, man. This is going to be fantastic. We are going to have to come up with, we had a great time on Sunday, where we recapped, uh, we'll, we'll get to recapping that Cowboys game you came over. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll have to come up with some sort of plan. I don't know if it's Super Bowl or we'll, we'll we'll come up with something. But there's just there's just so much good football. Do you have anything going on this weekend? Any good plans this weekend? I think I'm gonna take my girlfriend if she's available to a George Mason basketball game on Sunday. No kidding. Play at noon, so it'll be perfect. We'll go oh, there, watch some basketball, come home and uh, watch some football. Who are our Patriots? Who are they playing? I think it is LaSalle. 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 Okay. Is it LaSalle or LaSalle? I think it's LaSalle. Or maybe it's DuPaul. Is or it is DuPaul? it DuPaul? DePaul. <laughs> Stop coming up with these hard names. I was going to say, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, 
George Mason's basketball team started really well this year. They did. I believe they were undefeated at home and may still be. Yeah, I'm curious here as to where we stand. At last, I checked, we weren't we weren't holding up our end of the bargain. We did lose to George George Washington. We lost um, to VCU last night. Bad. That sucks. By twenty. Yeah, we did lose by. That 20. was down in Richmond. Full disclosure: Connor yeah. and I both went to Mason. We did go to Mason. <laughs> we are proud Patriots. We are uh, big supporters. You know, uh, when we were at Mason, Shawnee, um, one of our guys, uh, Jordan Miller, played Loudon Valley graduate. Mm-hmm. You went to Loudon Valley. We both did play-by-play broadcasting for Loudon Valley's basketball team when Jordan Miller played at Loudon Valley, and he went to Mason at the time. So when we were at school, we were able to cover when I did, I did some beat reporting. I know you did play-by-play for the women's basketball team. That's correct. Did yeah. you ever go out to many of the games? I went to some of the men's games. Yeah, with some friends. They're tons of fun. I mean, I, I, I Eagle Bank is a it's really a great fun venue. venue. It really, it is. really it's like is the awesome. perfect size college venue. It is. It was great. Um, I loved it. Um, it was always tons of fun. I went to the game. Um, and I was covering, was I covering this game? I was on the beat for a couple games, which is a ton of fun. Um, so we got to sit courtside and watch the game, but I was there when they played Dayton. When Dayton came to George Mason. And Dayton was number four in the country. Number four in the country at the time. And their big star was Obi Toppin, who plays now for the Knicks. That guy's a lottery draft pick in the NBA. Um, Obi Toppin was a tank. And I remember being at that game, and George Mason were winning for a good 78 to 80% of that game. Wow. We were outplaying Dayton, like straight up, which which made no sense. Um, Jordan was, was, for the most part, he was man man on man first Toppin. And, and Toppin is, again, he is 6'9". I mean, he's just, you see him at Dayton, and he just looks like an NBA player. Um, playing college it just didn't make sense uh, but that last about four minutes of the game is where all of a sudden I think Obi put up 12 points the uh. course of th- and it was just he just started and of course you knew it started getting bad when Mason's lead was eight and then it was six and then it's three and yeah. then it's one and then as it's tied Obi Toppin just throws like a reverse slam dunk and it's like okay this game's about to end <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know that game where you're out kicking your coverage you're playing better and then all of a sudden it's like oh like you're on a date with a girl that's so much more attractive than you and you just know you're gonna say something that's gonna get her to pick up her bag and leave you know it just kind of that's how it felt it just felt like a, a date where we were out kicking our coverage nonetheless a ton of fun yeah um who are we playing let's see here on Sunday we are playing Shawnee, you are 0 for 2 on guesses. What We're playing St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's. Where yep. are they from? St. Joe's, I believe, is up in New York. I think you were correct. I think. They are, interestingly enough, if the standings were the same when Steph Curry was in college, he would have played at Mason because he went to Davidson. And oh, there the you same go. Conference. Although, I think. Was Correction. I, uh, St. Joe's is in uh, Marion, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. There we yeah. go. Um, I, don't, I know we're in the A-10 now, which Davidson is as well. But yeah. were they um, – I mean, Steph Curry would have been in college how many – like 2008 probably. Why do I think Steph Curry was at a – I'm assuming – I mean, if they were in the same conference and, – and Davidson's not the biggest basketball school yeah. either. I mean, slightly larger than George Mason. Obviously, having Steph Curry as your alumni helps that. Doesn't it just? Uh, A-10 division. Let's see here. Albany, Maine, Vermont. Yeah, let me see when Steph Curry. I'm going to see when Steph Curry was in at Davidson. I don't know how many years he played. Curious. This is going to be interesting because I wonder if he ever played at 
at the time it was called the Patriot Center. Mm-hmm. Now it's Eagle Bank Arena. Now it's Eagle Everything Bank. has to have a sponsor. Everything has to have a sponsor. <laughs> you got to find your sponsorship check somewhere. Yeah, Rhode Island, UMass, Fordham, Davidson is in the A10 there. Duquesne, George Mason, Richmond, uh, uh, Dayton. I didn't realize. Yeah, Dayton. I wonder how they're doing this year. All right, so he was drafted in the 2009 draft. So yeah, it would have been. Let's see. I'm trying to find the year. Around 2000. the 2007, eight range, yeah, six that maybe. Makes sense. Yeah. So he may, he probably played at Mason. That's kind of cool to think about. It's hard to believe Steph Curry's been in the NBA for that long. I know, isn't it? Yeah. It's a weird thing. Um, but he was playing. Uh, he came to DC and played the Wizards. Uh, they stomped stomped on the Wizards. Uh, pretty usual, by the way. Um, <clears throat> no, no other comment there with the Wizards. <laughs> Uh, but he he's just probably the greatest shooter we've ever seen. I oh, mean, yeah. he just wasn't wasn't missing. Um, I think he had a warm up video where he was basically from the free throw line, basically taking a shot every two feet back to mid court and then back again, and he didn't miss a single one. Um, <laughs> so he's just just ridiculous. But I'd say that's enough George Mason talk. Well, you need you need an update on your Capitals, don't you? Oh, give me the Caps. We're playing the Penguins We're right now. We're playing the Penguins right now. End of the first period. Caps up one nothing. There you go. Ovechkin That's how goal. we need it. Oh, Ovechkin goal. Anything else? We got to update that ticker right there, Shawnee. You see that? Yeah. There you go. That's right. The Alex Ovechkin <laughs> bobblehead and goal count. Yeah. Okay. That thing needs to be updated. We have plenty of NFL news to get into, though. I know no one's really tuning in here, especially those of you from out of the area for George Mason talk or Steph Curry talk, uh, Steph Curry age talk, maybe even Wizards or Capitals talk. Um, so let's get into some NFL news and notes before we get into recapping the weekend that was. Um, again, we're brought to you by Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Download that free app or go to anchor.fm to let them know that we sent you and get yourself started. Easiest way to make a podcast. They are absolutely fantastic. Let's go around the league, Shawnee. All right. Uh, today, Dan Quinn remains has announced that he is going to remain as a Cowboys defensive coordinator. I think this is a big deal for Dallas. Um, this is one of the best defensive coordinators in the sport. A hot head coach commodity that people felt like could definitely land a, a gig this time around. And it looks like he's telling people that he is staying, according to, uh, I believe it's the NFL Network has this one. Um, Kellen Moore's future is still a little unclear in Dallas there, but Dan Quinn is staying put. Frank Reich, man who was fired midseason with the Colts, is going to return to the Carolina Panthers as their next head coach. Um, you'd have to believe this. Frank Reich's history with the Panthers, when I say return, is according to Nick Shook here of uh, NFL.com. Frank Reich's history with the Panthers dates back to the franchise's first regular season game in existence, in which Reich threw the team's first touchdown pass to tight end Pete Metzelars. I'm going to say that is how you pronounce that name. Uh, I can't believe the spelling of that tight end's not last name. It's unbelievably complicated. Uh, Frank Reich eventually moved on from Carolina as a player, but returned to Charlotte as a new leader of the club nearly 18 years after he became its first starting quarterback. Wow. How about that? Frank Reich to uh, the Panthers. Do you like that move? I mean, yeah, the Panthers were kind of in a in a tough spot, needed an experienced head coach. It's going to be interesting. Um, they got – I feel like the Panthers, did they get better as the season went on a little they bit? They did. They kind of had some upsets and, and just – Which made me feel like they were going to stick with Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Which makes me a little confused as to why they didn't want to give him a shot to, to keep Frank Wright, I, I, the issue with him, and he's going to run into this issue in Carolina, he had – was it five quarterbacks in five years? Yeah. Or five quarterbacks in three years, something like that. Yeah. Because Andrew Luck retired, and then he went through – you're going to have to help me out here. Obviously, Wentz and then Matt You Ryan. go through – I mean, it was Brissett. Brissett, right? yep. Uh, and then you have – I think Andrew Luck retiring was not under Reich. Frank Reich no, was, was hired. Was it? I believe he – I think it was. 
I don't I don't think it was. I'm going to throw the challenge flag there. I believe I saw that. Yeah. Um, go ahead and look that up for me. But okay. you're, you're right. I think your point stands. Think about just the last few years. Let's just take the last few years, for example, where uh, the Colts went through Phillip Rivers at the tail end. And funny enough, Phillip Rivers for the Colts ended up being pretty decent. Go ahead. Give so it to the, me. It was Andrew Luck. Was so it? He, he coached under Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah. – Philip Rivers towards the end, obviously it was a one-year rental, and people felt like, hey, maybe with this defense you can just get the best out of him, and he got them to the playoffs. But really everything other than that is a miss, right? Andrew Luck's retiring is not on them, but Jacoby Brissett was a miss, and, and obviously Carson Wentz was a miss, and Matt Ryan was a disaster. So are you know, what are the Panthers going to do here? Are they going to start you know getting guys around him that, that can help him um, build around a quarterback to help – you know, go through the process and, and, and of, of finding one. I, I don't know. Panthers need one desperately. Um, and they have swung and missed on just about everybody. Um, there's not an actual franchise starting quarterback on that roster. There wasn't at any point this season. Um, so that should be interesting, Sean. I think that's a, that's a good hire. I oh, like yeah. Frank Reich as a head coach. Um, so I think that's going to end up working out okay for them. They just got to get that quarterback situation figured out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's kind of that. Um, Nathaniel Hackett didn't have a great year as a head coach. He is going to get the gig, though, in New York as the Jets. They hire uh, former uh, Denver head coach Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator. I think he can be a really good offensive coordinator. Um, it does, you know, this is this is what we say all the time, right? Do, do coordinators being really good at their job translate to being head coaches all the time? No, right? And it's vice versa, the same thing um, the other way. Uh, but I think uh, I think that's a good hire for the Jets. The Jets are going to be in the quarterback market, so he's going to have to build something around whoever they decide to go with this offseason. But um, that's that's a team that needs a quarterback as well. But I think he'll pair up nicely with Robert Sala there. Um, let's go down here. Anything else that I'm missing, Shawnee, that comes up to your mind? Those are just some kind of quick uh, quick headliners. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask you this. We're still in Sean Payton watch. Yep. A lot of talk about him um, returning to the NFL to the Denver Broncos. Carolina obviously filled their position. That was uh, in conversation. Although it's interesting because the Saints still own Sean Payton's contract for, I believe, it's yeah. another two years. Yeah. So they wouldn't have wanted him to go to Carolina. Yeah. The same division, same conference. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Denver. I think that's a good fit. You got a veteran quarterback, veteran coach. Sure. You know, good combination there. How about this? What about the Texans? We all know the Texans are bad. They're, sure. They don't have that much of a roster. Get ready for this. They have 11 picks in the 2023 draft, including yeah. five picks in the top 73. What do you think about that? I mean, that's that's a bit of an incentive right there to have that many draft picks for any coach. I feel like if you're him, the – I don't know. Honestly, Sean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Sean Payton is quite at the point where he wants to be investing four or five years – into a team that he has to build. I think he just wants to be a plug-and-play. I really do. Which would be Denver, probably. Which feels like Denver would be the move. Um, what are the Saints going to ask for him? Like, when there was a report coming out that's going to be multiple first-round picks, like a John Gruden-esque kind of trade. Denver I don't know. can't afford that, can they? For the I Russell don't think Wilson? Denver can yeah. afford that. And that's something we can jump into a little bit later on as we as we uh, mow through the uh, offseason. But it's a really good question. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um... I'll say this, though. I think we need to be out of the business of trading draft picks for coaches. I think that's a dumb move. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dumb business um, because, again, you know, ask guys like Frank Reich out there, guys who, who – I mean, we don't really know what, what Frank Reich really truly is as a head coach. I mean, so far it hasn't looked great. Um, 
but he hasn't had a quarterback to play with. And and if Russell Wilson shows up looking anything like he did next year, you, you know, bring back Don Shula, man. Bring back Joe Gibbs of the 80s. It's just not really going to matter, right? Okay. I mean, this is and this is where Russell Wilson People are going to go on about the head coach. How are you going to work with Russell? Like, Russell Wilson bears the most weight of anybody in any conversation here when it comes to the Broncos. So, I don't know. I could foresee a trade going on and and happening. I think it would be dumb. I think it'd be dumb for teams to give up big draft capital for for a coach or for the rights to a coach. Okay. I just don't think that would be uh, a smart practice in, in any real capacity. Um. News out today, Patrick Mahomes was a full participant in practice, uh, according to reports, according to people that were there. He does not look like he's missed a beat with that ankle injury. Um, obviously, full participant, he is a total go on Sunday. We'll see. Do you buy that he is as kind of healthy as they're trying to sell? He looked bad. I mean, it looked bad. Yeah, and I think there was there. something to what Romo said on the broadcast of, of, you know, sprained ankles get worse over the course of a week, right? Mm-hmm. They don't get better. So... I don't know. Um, could be a little bit of gamesmanship from the Chiefs, kind of up playing this and trying to keep themselves sharp and keep the momentum going. Maybe. Um, I'm what, not sure. What did you think about keeping them in the game? It's interesting. Um, I would have given Chad or uh, Chad, Chad Henney. Yeah, I would have given him just a little bit more time. I mean, he 98 yard drive didn't seem like they missed a beat. Um, I'd have given him a little bit more time, but I don't necessarily think that um, one way or another anything was going to drastically change about that game. I didn't think it, so. It didn't feel like a game Jacksonville was going to win at all, even though it was only a seven-point game. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's a mental thing because Jacksonville were honestly really close in this game. And it, it, uh, like th- that that fumble by Jamal Agnew was mm-hmm. such a such a gut punch because you think about they they score in that drive it's a seven point game with what four or five minutes remaining mm-hmm. like it's a total it's a, it's a game again um i don't know i think i think whether he played or whether he didn't on that ankle was not really going to um change the aspect of how much pain he was in i mean and and he's a veteran he's a guy who now at this point is so so smart with how he maneuvers a pocket and not getting himself in contact and falling if he felt like he was getting rolled up on. I mean, you watched on that third down run where he's like hopping on one foot to make sure that he's not getting his ankle grabbed. So he's a smart guy, and I think they, they probably trust that. But you could see he was visually re- – I mean, you don't see Patrick Mahomes like that. He's always a very kind of cl- collected guy, but you could see visually how upset he was. That he had to go uh, back for locker – Yeah, that he had to go back for x-rays. Um so that should be interesting. I, 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 I'm going to take them at the word here, and um, and it looks like some reporters that were on the scene today said that he didn't look like he missed a beat in practice. So um, that is uh, that. Um, Shawnee, anything else? That's all I got. Should we get to uh, reviewing some games here? Let's go review some games. Let's actually start with that Jacksonville versus Kansas City game, a 27-20 to 20 win for Kansas City. They are in their fifth straight AFC championship. Fifth straight. Fifth straight, yeah. It's amazing, and you. I've heard. I heard people talking about this on a radio show today. Is is, is Patrick Mahomes the next Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, where they just win their Super Bowl a little too early, and and this drought continues. Um, it's an interesting concept, but you hate to see it because the Chiefs are there is. I wouldn't say there's a dynasty in the NFL right now. I wouldn't say that. Um, but I'd say if there was anything close to resembling a dynasty, it's the fact that the Chiefs have the best quarterback in football, and they're just constantly constantly Super Bowl relevant, not playoff relevant, not a door knocking team, but a team that's 
just Super Bowl relevant every single year. Um, let's take a look at this one, Shawnee. Uh, 20 to 27 loss. So the better team won here, right? The better team won here. Um, and the way that the better team won here was, I think, is going to bode well for the Chiefs moving forward into this weekend, right? What was it that they did so well in this game was they rushed the ball really well. Um, Isaiah Pacheco looked like a man possessed running. I mean, uh, 12 carries, 95 yards for him. Jarek McKinnon um, added 25 yards on the ground for himself. Um, and Kadarius Tony in swing plays and things like that is also gets involved. Uh, he had a nice like 14 or 15-yard run in this game as well. Um, if Patrick Mahomes is limited on the ground, if he's limited in his ability to move around the pocket, I think this this uh, Kansas City offense has proved their ability to run the ball and against you know pretty decent de defense in Jacksonville. Um, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a bad game in this one. Um, it wasn't the sharpest he could have been. Uh, twenty-seven to thirty, uh, twenty excuse me, twenty-four thirty-nine to seventeen touchdown interception. Um, he was uh, pretty sharp in this game, but. This game came down to the trenches to me, Sean. I mean, that 98-yard drive when, when Chad Henney comes into this game and throws himself a touchdown to Travis Kelsey um, to, to make it 17-7 to at the time, um, it was a perfect example of those th those offensive linemen. I mean, the Chiefs have such a dominant offensive line, and it takes so much pressure off that quarterback position. Um, Jacksonville should feel nothing but proud, though, Sean. Mm -hmm. Should feel nothing but proud for what they've done this year. The the odds they overcame, how sluggish they started. You know, I was there when they lost week one. I was in the locker room, in Jacksonville's locker room in week one, and I remember just looking around at how angry some of the guys were. Now, you're going to get that in any NFL locker room. But, you know, we'll be clear. There's times that, you know, you'll go into the, for example, Falcons locker room after they lose in FedEx Field, and there's a feeling of we're just not that great. The season's not really going anywhere. Um these guys were mad, like really mad. Josh Allen was upset. Um, Trayvon Walker was upset. Trevor Lawrence was upset. And it was exactly what um, – really was exactly what, um, what what Josh Allen had said in the locker room to the media. He said, we're, we're built to win. This team is not a joke. We're not the Jacksonville of the past. We're built to win. This team is a playoff caliber team. And it was funny because at the time it was like, what are you talking about? Um, but as that season progressed, they they proved them right. They really did. Um, they should be so proud. And I think Jacksonville are on the up and up completely. Um, uh, I, I want to make a correction here. I believe it was if Jamal Agnew had not fumbled that ball inside the red zone. It was twenty-seven to seventeen at the time. It would have made that a three-point game. That's correct. Yeah. Um, with just a little uh, to go, I think it was just uh, just over. What did it end up being? Was it over six or seven minutes? I, I can't remember. It was about five minutes. He fumbled the ball, um, and Trevor Lawrence then threw threw a pretty bad pick to to end up sealing really sealing their fate. Um, towards the end of that one. Any thoughts on this one specifically, Sean? Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good game. I thought it was a good glimpse into the future of the AFC. I think Jacksonville is a playoff yeah. team in the future. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with I never felt like Jacksonville was going to win this game. I always yeah. felt, even with the injury and Chad Henney coming in, I, I felt that Kansas City, like you said, was the better team and that better team won this one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Jacksonville, I think I think we should start taking them a little more seriously. They do have to, you know, get to a point where they're not starting 3-7. and seven. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I mean, Doug Peterson, excellent coach. Doug Peterson's got to be coach of the year. Or, or I, I mean, up there, I, yeah. I, I I take him over Dable. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> think of other, think of other. I take him over Dable right now. Mm -hmm. Who else? 
I mean, Dable is an incredible coach, but but who else for coach of the year candidate do you think? Do you think uh, beats out Doug Peterson at this point? I, 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 I don't know. I can't yeah, think of it. Silence. I, I think I honestly, yeah, I can't think of it. The other thing I want to say, and the last thing I'll say about this game is how unstoppable, how completely unstoppable is Travis Kelsey? I oh, I know. I, I mean. He is a guy, I don't understand what it is, but Patrick Mahomes will just work his magic. And somehow, one way or another, either he's throwing back across his body, he's throwing deep downfield, he's stepping up and making jump passes over the middle. I can't count how many times Travis Kelsey is open by like 10 10 yards in every direction around him. Mm -hmm. He's unbelievable. He was targeted 17 times. 14 receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he's unstoppable. He's he, I think we need to start talking about Travis Kelsey as, as one of the greatest tight ends to play, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's got to be up there with Gonzalez. He's got to be up there with Antonio Gates. He's got to be up there with guys like, you know, I mean, Mike Dicka. Like these dudes who are game changers. I mean, and at the tight end position, there's just not many of them. Um, Gronkowski in his prime was that. Mm-hmm. Um, George Kittle right now is a bit of that. But Travis Kelsey is just so special. Yeah, tra- he's on another level. He's on another level right else, now. Yeah. I mean, and he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He's unguardable and he's unstoppable. Uh, and the Chiefs should just feel so good about where they're headed. Um, and I think they've, they've got to feel so great about their tools and their chances this weekend against a really good uh, Bengals team. Um, right. You want to stay in the AFC? Let's go ahead and do so. Okay, we'll Boston stay in the AFC because I know you want to talk about this one. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen threw everything that we've seen this year and people thinking that they're the Super Bowl favorites could only put up 10 points against the Bengals who scored 27 so that's a 27 to 10 win in Buffalo in the snow against the Bengals Bengals Chiefs again for the second year in a row will meet in the AFC championship no neutral site it'll be at Arrowhead what do you think about the Bengals performance dude this was uh, an ass kicking um <laughs> that I didn't I, I just didn't this was the game I, I was the second most wrong this weekend um, the first most wrong I was was about the Giants. The second was <laughs> about right. the this game specifically. And this one I was right. About. I was wrong about the Giants too, but I was right. I about couldn't this have been one. more wrong about the Giants. I was we'll right get about to that. this one. I'll take my credit. Dude, is there a cooler, calmer person on earth than Joe Burrow? I don't think so. Is there a guy <laughs> that looks more like he borderline doesn't care quite like Joe Burrow? Obviously, yeah. he cares immensely, but I say that to say I. If I'm taking an NFL player, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. But how on earth right now could you could you not say Joe Burrow in terms of it's the weather, it's the crowd, it's the you know, it's the Bills, it's the team that everyone just pre-crowned the season, including me. Pre-crowned them as Super Bowl champions and favorites. Um it's your opportunity and the pressure of hey, was last year a fluke? Mm-hmm. Um or was last year a sign of where you guys are? All that pressure. I mean, all of those things you stack up, and he calmly and coolly just stepped up and kicked the Bills' ass. Like yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Now this game was won in the trenches. This game was won by just simple sheer domination from both sides of the ball um, from the Bengals. How about that Cincinnati offensive line? This is unbelievable because this is – what was the biggest problem I had coming into this game? That's O-line. why I chose the Bills was the O-line, and mm-hmm. it didn't matter. It it just – it didn't matter. Um, they're so well coached. Um, I've been giving Zach Taylor flack for three years, honestly. Like, since he became the head coach, I, I had no idea what he was doing. Um, but their offensive line just 
and, and it was funny watching this game um, was amazing because I just was waiting for the Bills to do something. You know that, like, you're, you know that, 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 I mean, it's a classic meme of that stick figure who has a stick in his hand, just poking, just saying, do something. I can't mm. remember if he's poking something on the ground. That's kind of how we were. We were all collectively holding a stick, poking the Bills, and do something. Like, what are you guys doing? And they never did. Yeah. And the funny part was, they never had a shot. If you started watching how it was going, they, they didn't have a shot. Um, Josh Allen was under pressure the whole time. He was on his back foot, throwing off his back foot time after time. Um, you had drops in this game from key receivers. Um, you had a really big one um, from uh, from Davis. You had uh, a drop or two from Diggs. The weather obviously, you know, was not as, uh, as, as, as helpful in this game for anybody involved. But anytime you have a snow um, – any time we have a snow event in a football game, it, it's going to give an advantage to the offense. It's always going to give an advantage to the offense. The footing for defenders, um, and, and that's what a lot of people had said was, hey, I, I think the Bills' offense was thrown off by the weather. Um, somehow the Bengals weren't thrown off. Right? Somehow Joe Burrow wasn't thrown off. Somehow their running game was not a problem. Somehow Joe Mixon went over for, uh, you know over 100 yards on 20 attempts, and Samaj P. Ryan, who again was drafted by the Redskins and could not have been less relevant, and as all of a sudden. <laughs> playing in really high-profile games and making a, a, a big difference. Um, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase with a touchdown. Five receptions, 61 yards. He's uncoverable. He's a problem for every defender, every defensive coordinator, anybody to do with defending him. He's a problem. Um, where does this leave Buffalo? Like, is your, is your patience gone with the bills at this point no but buffalo and i've said this since they played the jets in new york and they lost that game that they should have won buffalo looks beatable now they did not at the beginning of the season i remember that rams game and yeah. obviously it turned out the rams weren't anything special but they just they didn't look they looked unstoppable at that point and then all of a sudden you're like okay josh allen kind of turns the ball over at the worst times and uh, you know, maybe they do have kind of trouble moving the ball down the field, and they they just didn't look as sharp as they did. And I think this is just kind of the outcome that they had coming for them. It felt like in this game too that the Bengals were playing angry. Mm-hmm. It felt like, and and really, I think it goes back to that slighted feeling. I think every Bengals fan and most people regarded with the with the Bengals felt um, with the the kind of disrespect they they took with how the league handled that DeMar Hamlin situation with selling tickets to that game in Atlanta for a Bills and Chiefs yep. AFC championship just game. Send those you, refunds, Burrow said. And what does Burrow say at the end of that game? <laughs> send those. You better send those refunds. Uh, see y'all in Atlanta. One Bengals player was heard yelling. I mean, I got to tell you, man, this, this, was, this makes me – it solidifies Cincinnati as a team that is for real, for real. This is not a magic carpet ride. Mm-hmm. This is not a Ravens of 2012. This is not a Giants of 2011. Like, this is a legit AFC powerhouse. Um, and they went up to Buffalo and they choked them out. I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 this game was not close. This game was not competitive. And, it, and and from an actual enjoyment standpoint, this weekend, funny enough, fell flat for me with a couple games. Um, honestly, with, with a lot of them, they, they seem to fall flat. Um, but... If you're a Bengals fan, that game did not fall flat. <laughs> that, that game, the only thing that fell flat were the Bills. Um, 
it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing to watch, and I, I think this is a narrative changer um, for the Bengals. This is this is a team that I think can win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I see them. I could totally see them beating the Chiefs, and I could see them beating whoever the NFC puts out there because I think the Bengals are better than both NFC teams um, okay. right now. That's a bold, bold statement. I okay. think yeah, I think they are. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, what more can you say? More, I mean, every facet of this game, they won. They won in special teams. They mm-hmm. won on offense. They won on defense. I mean, um, holding Buffalo to ten points—that's incredible for anybody to do. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, you—you you don't see that. You just don't see it. Um, and it happened in a way that we did not expect. We didn't expect that offensive line to step up and to look as good as they did. We didn't expect that defensive line to be so disruptive. You just—we didn't see it. And clearly, the the Bills didn't see it. Um, and it, it, I, I do think that the weather um, played an impact negatively on, on both teams, but um, Bengals just didn't look back in this game. I mean, what, how impressive were they? What do you think about the Bills going forward? It's funny because I – and it's a good question. I I think the the bloom is a little bit off the rose with how cute a story they are, right? The Bills were this team that were have always been terrible. My whole life the Bills have been garbage. Um, and all of a sudden, Josh Allen comes and Stephon Diggs trade, and before you know it, they're they're perennially thirteen and three. They're winning thirteen, fourteen games. Um, they got a great fan base. It's Buffalo. It's snowy. It's the great wings. It's all the it's the jumping through the tables, <laughs> and it really was that fun story. I think it, the bloom is 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 falling off the rose with them a little bit with that story, and I think people are are no longer viewing them as the cute bills that are all of a sudden now relevant. I think the clock is starting to tick on them a little bit, saying, "Hey, you were wasting." And and Josh Allen said at the end of the game, "It was Super Bowl or nothing. Everything up to this point, all those wins of the season, is mean nothing to mm-hmm. us anymore. They're wasted, and really, they are wasted. They they are. Um, they've got to find a way to shore up." that offensive line they gotta find a way and I don't know if this is just a part of Josh Allen's game with the turnovers but this back breaking turnovers at points um they just they then that defense I mean that defense fell apart and mm-hmm. it, and I know they were dealing with injuries I get it um it collapsed completely and yeah. then that defense has got to get figured out this offseason all right, um, let's. They um, just can't afford to look that bad in in big games like that. Yeah, you're right. Let's. We'll talk about the AFC Championship in a minute, but just keep in mind, Bengals against Patrick Mahomes with Joe Burrow's quarterback are three zero against Kansas City. Keep How about that? that? Mind. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> what the heck happened to the Giants? You, dude, I couldn't have been more wrong about this game. Thirty-eight like, to seven win. I think, Eagles. and I, I I don't need to go back on it to to, to remember what I said. I think I said I'm worried about the Eagles with how bad they looked leading up. I said I'm a little bit concerned about Jalen Hurts because he was hurt, and I don't know how much his shoulder is really, like, really going to impact this game. And I thought the Giants were coming off of big momentum wins. I felt like their defense was getting it together, and I felt like Daniel Jones was hitting a stride. Um, I was wrong on every account, every account that I just said. Um, the Eagles came out and just simply put them to sleep. It was just, again, this this. It was over. It was over almost before it really began. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty-one nothing at some point? I think it was twenty-one nothing at some point in that first half where it was like, I just don't think the Giants. Maybe in the first quarter. It could or have been very early in the second. It could have been. Um, 
Yeah, this game was so disappointing for the Giants who, again, outkick their coverage this year. I, I, they they totally outkicked their coverage. They they played great down the stretch, beating Washington, tying Washington once, and then beating them on Sunday night, uh, and just taking care of business down the line. Um, it, it the funny part about this game though is if the Eagles, I felt like if they wanted to hang sixty, they could have. <laughs> it, it really just felt that way. Um, I don't know. I the 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 talk of the banged up shoulder, the talk of the slow finish the season um does that matter playing a really good team uh maybe i don't know this week maybe maybe it does matter i don't know but it certainly didn't matter against the giants who i drank the kool-aid i think a lot of us drank the kool-aid i think every national media member out there drank the kool-aid on that vikings win and i think it was the same thing with dallas which we'll get to over the buccaneers where it felt okay uh, maybe we're putting a lot of stake in the giants who won on the road in the playoffs against one of the historically worst defenses in in history in Minnesota. So did that give us a great taste on what Daniel Jones that offense was capable of doing or Saquon Barkley? Probably not because it clearly showed you played a really good Eagles defense and you couldn't do anything. Um you just couldn't do it. Um Jalen Hurts uh two touchdown passes ran for a score. Um it, again I don't know really what more to say about this game other than it was just a throttling. Um it was a total throttling. The Eagles' two strengths going into this next round that I think are going to be tested, but I think are going to play into their advantage, is that the Eagles' offensive line um, is playing really, really well. Jason Kelsey, as a center, a guy who talked about retiring, um, he's been talking about retiring in, in recent years, um, still might be the best center in football. Like, he's he's completely dominant, and Hurts uh, had plenty of time, and he didn't even get to all of his tools. Like, that was the funny part. He didn't even get to use A.J. Brown, really. Three receptions for 22 yards. Um Devontae Smith had 61 yards and a touchdown, but um, look around that offense, man. A.J. Brown, when he gets going, um, Devontae Smith is a star. Dallas Goddard is very quickly ascending into into one of the better tight ends in, in the sport. Um, and then just on the rushing game, like like um, Scott and Gainwell and, and Sanders, like those are all really tremendous running backs, and Gainwell's the third stringer, right? <laughs> Boston Scott's number two, and Miles Sanders is number one. So um, they just have tools all over that offense, and, and they can get after the quarterback. Um, and they did. They got after Daniel Jones. They they completely disrupted him, um, and he he just couldn't he couldn't get anything going. 135, an interception, 15 to 27. And Saquon Barkley with uh, 61 yards on the ground. But that, that was essentially it for the Giants. Um, yeah, I was just wrong about this one, Johnny. Just straight uh, yeah, up. I think I the Eagles... Too. The Eagles are, um, I think they're as good as we think they are. Are they better than the 49ers? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, do they beat an AFC team? No. Um, but they're, I think they're as good as we as we think they are, which sucks for me because I, I don't like them. <laughs> All right. You going to say it with me? Let's do it. How about, about them, them Cowboys? Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> 19-12 win for nah. the 49ers over the Dallas Cowboys, who I think had more opportunities to win this game that I've seen many teams have in a single game. I mean, they their defense played really well against the 49ers, and I think if if Dallas – I mean, they just had to put up 20 and you win the game. Sean, I'm, I have said this to you about Dallas. It was I said this to you on the podcast last year when they lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. Um, And it's the same reason I'll never pick Dallas to really win any major game. They're oddly like – I don't know which – I think Kevin Sheen put it this way, and I, I I'm just going to echo it. They're they're not a smart football team. 
This is not a smart football team. They are talented. They're uber talented. They might be the most talented football team. I mean, other than the 49ers, you, you look around. Like, they, they've got talent all over the place. And in big moments, um, when push comes to shove with Dallas, they soil themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other way to put this. It, it really can get summed up by that very final drive. I mean, everybody wants to laugh about the Zeke Elliott getting blown up and then and, and, uh, a swing pass out to uh, Turpin, who gets murdered to, to end the game. <laughs> um, but this this game really gets kind of summed up by those Dalton Schultz back-to-back plays. Yeah. Right? They're not getting out of bounds. They're just not knowing the rules, not, not moving out of bounds forward to stop the clock and wasting 40 seconds. Not getting your foot in because you're 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 playing nonchalantly. Like what would like what are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you're 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 not. You just don't look like you care. Defensive holdings. I, I this was a problem with the Cowboys this time last year against the 49ers. Backbreaking defensive holding plays. Um, like what? Like what? What are you guys doing? Um, and even when they got their opportunity, um, when they had their chance to shine, um. When the 49ers, it's a muffed punt. It's uh, it, it's it's three and outs, quick three and outs. When they had San Francisco on the ropes, they took their gloves off and walked out of the ring. Yeah. I mean, and of course, seven calendar days. Well, I guess it was six after Dak Prescott has arguably his best career start. Um, he goes out there and has one of the worst games. Like again, that we've we've seen from him ever, um, and on the stat sheet, it doesn't really show up. Two interceptions, twenty-seven or twenty-three of thirty-seven, two oh six, and a touchdown. Um, the problem with him was that that interception number should have been four. Mm-hmm. It should have been five, right? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to look up with the PFF turnover where the plays were for Dak Prescott in that game, but it's got to be four or five, a minimum. Um, they couldn't run the ball. Zeke Elliott, 26 yards on 10 attempts. And Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard with 22 yards on, on six attempts. He ended up breaking. It was his fibula he broke. He'll Looks be out bad. for the next three months, which, yeah. which is terrible. He was carted off. Um, they they couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, and while their defense was just constantly giving them opportunities, giving them opportunities to get right back in this game, um, their offense just couldn't do it. The, the Brett Maher weird saga continued for a little bit into that game, <laughs> right? The 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 blocked was it a field goal attempt or extra point it was a blocked extra point. it was an extra point that would have would have missed anyway i think i I think greg olson did a good job at pointing that out like that was gonna miss anyway i think greg olson is something like they're lucky that this one was blocked this is about to get shanked um big time um but but this is just not a smart team sean it's it's i i think mike mccarthy is a decent coach i think people disrespect him i think it's a flavor of the month to to go after mike mccarthy but i'll just did we got to call a spade a spade. Dallas are not a smart team. They're not a disciplined team. And uh, it doesn't really matter about whatever, you know, it just it didn't matter in this game because it felt like you've got guys in here, they're, they're, their heads aren't aren't in the right spot. Like mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz was just back-breaking mistakes play after play where it's just like, what is going on? And then Dak Prescott. That's, that's where this conversation is going to start and end um, and going into the offseason. Dak Prescott, man, like – you see the guy? You see the guy for them? Is this is this somebody where after next year you just straight up move on from Dak Prescott and go right back into the quarterback uh, market again? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But the problem is, Sean, is you make it to the divisional round. Um, you make it a step further than you did last year. 
to have the narrative be okay, your franchise quarterback might not be the guy, and also this team is really stupid. You you would have had to screw up really bad, and Dallas found a way to screw up really bad. You you were <laughs> over here for this game, yeah, and we watched it, and it was just it felt like the 49ers were giving Dallas every opportunity to come back in this game, and, and yeah, they didn't take it. They didn't take it. It's uh, it'll be interesting. I I do. I'm going to agree with you that the best teams have made it to the conference championships, which we are going to get into now. So this year, the NFC will go first. They're at three o'clock on Sunday. 49ers at Eagles. Nice cross country trip for your Niners. Yep. Who are you picking? I'm taking the Niners. Okay, I'm taking the Niners. I'll take the Niners here. I think Brock Purdy's regression last week. I think it probably is is going to be a similar performance from him if I had to imagine maybe 20 completions let's say 20 of 33 or 34 and goes for probably what he did maybe 2 220 230 and this becomes the Christian McCaffrey Elijah Mitchell Debo Samuel swing route kind of thing uh, you have to get the Eagles defense spread out if you're stepping back in the pocket and by the way there's no better guy out there than Kyle Shannon to do this if you have the Eagles blitzing if you have the Eagles stacking the box, you're going to get stuffed. I think they've got to work on spreading this out, and I think they will. I'll take the 49ers here. I would say this is going to be a really close game. Um, I don't know how high scoring it's going to be. I don't know. I, I, I would I would take the under on any of this um, just because I think that both defenses are so good. From an Eagles standpoint, um, this is where I would like to see Jalen Hurts push the ball downfield. And have a, have AJ Brown involved in this, and Devontae Smith downfield involved in this. Um, I think this is a defense where their front seven and their linebackers are the best in football. Um, push that ball downfield. Challenge the secondary. I think they've been dealing with injuries at the secondary. Um, challenge it. Go take some shots. I don't know where you at. What do you think? Oh man, the, the Eagles gave me something to kind of believe in last week. But at the same time, it was the Giants, and they they had smashed sure. the Giants twice. Now they also had the advantage; they've already played them twice, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the third time. I mean, that's a team you're really familiar. And with. And if I'm not mistaken, these teams have not played yet this year. Don't believe so. I'm going to go with the 49ers. You go well. with the 49ers. I, as well. I really think it's, this is a coin toss type game. I I mean, I could see it going either way, but I'm going to go with the Niners. I think they are. The Give best me an team. impactful player you think is going to be the reason the 49ers win. Impactful player, I think, is the reason they win. I gotta go McCaffrey again. Yeah, I gotta go McCaffrey. I, yeah. I think so more than Debo. I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey on that one. What do I you like think? That. I'm gonna go with. Um, I think I'll go with Fred Warner. I think that oh, linebacking okay. position. Defend- okay. I think those linebackers cause so many problems, and I think if you can make Jalen Hurts one dimensional, and, and really put this game on his arm um, by stopping the run, not getting Miles Sanders, chasing him down in the flat, and really stuffing. Um, that that running game, and maybe you're able to blitz the quarterback too. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's loves to blitz, but make that Eagles offense one dimensional mm-hmm. and, and really uh, challenge them to do that. And I think that's your that's your only way of slowing them down. I, I really think that's your only only chance of, sh- of slowing them down. But that's what I got for you, Sean. All right, the AFC will play at six thirty out in Kansas City, so it'll be the Chiefs hosting the Bengals again. Bengals three and zero. In those mm-hmm. Burrow versus Mahomes games, uh, who do you have in this one? Of all I said about the Bengals and how much in love with them I genuinely am, and I want them to win a Super Bowl. I want them to win a Super Bowl desperately. I'm going to pick the Chiefs here. Okay. I'll pick the Chiefs here because I I just think they have enough. They've got enough. What? 
Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to do with an injured, you know, with his injury, with his ankle uh, situation, I have no idea. I think the Chiefs have enough, and I think they can run the football really, really well. That offensive line is tremendous, and I think they can run the football well, and I think they'll probably do that against the Bengals. How much does that add up? I don't know. I don't know. If it becomes a shootout, I think the Bengals are the ones that win this game. If this is a little bit lower scoring and they're able to control it, um, I think this is a Chiefs game to win. And I, if I had to put money on something right now, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Chiefs. As much as I love the Bengals and genuinely want them to win, I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. I, like I, I got a lot of confidence, confidence from them last week. Well, what week. did they show us oh, last week? Their they, defense is good. Their offensive line is not a concern. Nope. Based on last week, they can win on the road, which they can is run very the ball. important in Arrowhead. Yep. Well coached. Let, right? Let's look up the weather here real quick in Kansas City. Uh, I believe it's going to be pretty normal. As normal I, as it get cold, the, but normal. Yeah, the early forecast was it was going to be very cold, but uh, the early forecast was that they were looking at possible snow. Was it? Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and look up things. Kansas City on uh, Sunday. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be cold, cloudy. Um, doesn't look like we have showers of snow in the forecast at all. It looks like just a little bit of overcast. It's going to be cold. Okay. Um, What's but, the temp? Uh, looks like high of 27, low of 17 there. So okay. you'll probably get a kickoff temperature there. Like 24. Probably around the 24, 23. 20, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the, uh, with the Bengals. I think, I think Joe cool is Joe cool. And Dude, he is tremendous. If for game changing players, if the chiefs win, it's going to have to be Kelsey again. It'll have to be yeah. Kelsey. I, I, I think he was a difference maker against the Jags. If it's the Bengals that win, Joe Burrow. I mean, yep. I mean, the guy can dish out the ball. To, I mean, name any of his weapons. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line, I know that was your concern going into the divisional yeah. round, and, and they said, nope, Connor, you're wrong. Also, they <laughs> really did, and they also slapped <laughs> me in the face at the same time. I would say game-changing player for the Chiefs. I'll go with Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Because I think the formula for them winning is going to be being able to run the ball and being balanced. He was really good against the Jags. I, I could totally see him having a, another good day. Um it's going to be very difficult against the Bengals' defensive line. That's just totally outplaying anyone's expectations. I'll say that would be a key player for the Chiefs. For the Bengals, I just have to go with Jamar Chase. All right, just rapid fire. Something. Ready? Go. Which game is more likely to go to overtime? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Chiefs-Bengals. Which quarterback's going to have the best stats out of all, all four? Oh, my goodness. I could name you a quarterback, and it would probably be right. That's the funny part. Um, okay. I'll go Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts? Okay. Which team will score the least amount of points? Meaning B stood up defensively the most. Oh, man. These are great. 49ers. Okay. Whose special teams will be most impactful? 49ers. Okay. If it is 49ers versus Kansas City Super Bowl, I'm going to have you make your prediction next week. Okay. But is that the best matchup, or is there a better one? I think... <laughs> That's a rematch of Super Bowl 55? I think Bengals 49ers is the best matchup. The best. Okay. I, I do need to be intellectually honest here, though, with myself. I've got to be honest with myself. Do am I picking? Am I ignoring the Eagles here because I don't like them? That's what I'm worried I'm doing. 
but I, I'm, I, I still I'm a think little. I'm a little worried I'm doing that. I'm just – I'm not putting that much weight in their beatdown of the Giants. I'm not putting that much weight in okay. it. Okay. I just I, – I can't because the Giants uh, – I, I, I've i I've seen them enough to know that this is not the team we, we think they are. Um, are we taking away anything from the Eagles by doing that? Maybe. Is that right? Probably not. I just – I don't know. I, I, I think the 49ers are a better football team. I think the 49ers are a better football team. And if I were looking for an exciting Super Bowl, I would say Bengals 49ers right now. Okay. Now, if the Eagles show any semblance of an offensive output against the 49ers that they did against the Giants, I will totally revise my answer. But the problem is I only have one more game to find that out, and okay. I don't know. So I'll say as of right now, 49ers-Bengals would be a fantastic Super Bowl. Last question. All right. How happy are you that Chris Collinsworth is not in the booth? <laughs> that was a heck of a play by my home. You know what's funny, Sean? I don't know if I, I – I like Chris Collinsworth. I honestly like he, him. But that I was a hysterically cringeworthy. It like, was so cringy. Him just, Mahomes, oh, Mahomes. It was, I mean, the slow motion clip of him. Because the way he explained <laughs> it actually kind of made sense. Where it was like, hey, he was trying to pull this back and the ball just came out. Mm-hmm. But the slow motion clip of Patrick Mahomes like – throwing the ball and then it slipping out of his hands and him looking like a doofus and then um and then Collinsworth just waxing poetic it's just like oh dude just could you calm down like just go get a diet coke and would you sit in the corner for a little bit all god right. of mercy and these all lead up to super bowl fi- i don't even know is it 57 58 it's uh, a great bowl question I, I actually don't know I, I lose count when the patriots are in it yeah, it doesn't th- happen often. This is in <laughs> uh, – so this was Super Bowl – here's what's annoying. This is 58. Yeah, everybody – what's that? This is Super Bowl 58. This is 58? No, I'm sorry. This is 57. Super Bowl 57. Glendale, Arizona, yeah. There you go. Super Bowl um, 57. They also announced the refs. I don't know if that makes a difference. The ref- referee will be uh, Carl Sheffers. Chaffers? Oh, Carl, yeah. Carl Sheffers. Sheffers. Um, He's refing the Super Bowl. Yeah, they they already decided. Um, I guess they do it based on um, they do based on playoff merit. Is that it? On divisional round stuff as well. Yeah, yeah I mean okay. it's gonna be fun. So so whoever wins these games will meet in Super Bowl Fifty Seven out in Arizona. Um, we will obviously be with you guys throughout the entire. Thing. Yeah, we'll get some bonus content for uh, Super Bowl week. Um, hopefully we can. I, I'll I'll try to get some guests on to help us preview the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would just be so much fun, but uh, so much, dude, I mean, just so much awesome stuff. Um, so much excitement coming up. I mean, championship weekend, man, doesn't get better. Four best teams, four best teams in football. You're going to get great games. Um, let's pray for some fun, man. And, uh, this time, the next time you hear a podcast, we are going to know the Super Bowl matchup and that is going to be a ton of fun. Shawnee, thanks for coming in, dude. Thank you, sir. Anything else I'm missing? That's it. Let's go eat some wings, shall we? Oh, that's yep. a heck of a play by that's, Connor. That's, the Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> that's exactly It's always a good play. It's basically the only play I can do at this point. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to continue to subscribe, like, five star, share, follow, whatever you got. Pin it, tweet it, uh, favorite it, whatever other words you got out there. Thank you guys so much for supporting us um, all the way through and through. Championship weekend's coming up. Enjoy it. Make sure you've got the food. Make sure you're taking the charcuterie and the salads and the celery and throwing those out the window. Get yourself some wings. Get yourself some grub. It's uh, it's football time this weekend. But we will see you guys next weekend. Preview the Super Bowl. And as always, we'll catch you guys on the other side. 